thanks for checking out this message from Springmount Church. For more information about us and what we do, visit our website, springmount.church. Why not check out all the different groups that run throughout each week in Barrow and on Walney? And join us every Sunday from 11am at Salt House Pavilion in Barrow Infernos. If you would like us as a church to pray for you, please email prayer at springmount.church or sign up on our website for monthly news straight to your inbox. Hello, welcome to Sunday again. Uh, the weeks are flying by, we're nearly in June. And uh, happy birthday to Steph, it's your birthday today, well done. Um, today I want to talk about another hero, and it's a hero that many of you will have heard of, uh, Joseph. You know, Joseph is a name that you will immediately recognise, even if it's just from Andrew Lloyd Webber's musicals. Talking of Andrew Lloyd Webber's musicals, there's a song in Cats called Memories. And memories are precious things. It's good, isn't it, to look back and to value the different parts of our life so far. Some good memories, happy memories, funny memories, embarrassing memories. But maybe it's a memory you treasure the most, like your wedding day. Or maybe it's a day when you had a child. Maybe it's a time at school or university or a particular thing that happened at work. Memories are precious. Some memories, though, we would rather forget. I can remember playing the role of Mr. Bumble in Oliver at school. One boy, boy for sale. Yeah, very good. It was full of really good memories of performing and really good reviews and really enjoyable time. But there was one night that the whole cast would rather forget. Two incidents stick in my mind. It was the night that the mayor of Bolton had been invited to come and watch the performance. It was also the night that some of the governors were there. It was also the night that they were going to video the performance in order to sell copies to parents to keep and to treasure. We were all mic'd up and our English, our English and drama teacher had changed the beginning to the opening scene from the book of Oliver Twist by Charles Dickens. So not a scene that's included in most musical versions of Oliver. It featured the birth of the baby boy. And uh, I was in that scene together with uh, two girls and another, another person, another character. And we had to walk onto the stage in total darkness so that it started effectively with a baby crying. So this night we walked onto the stage all mic'd up and one of the girls banged her shin on a rather large stage box. She exclaimed, exclaimed a word that I will not repeat on a church podcast, but obviously she was mic'd up and that word was broadcast to the entirety of the hall. On the very same night, I bent over and ripped my pants from top to bottom, which was very embarrassing because I was still on stage at the time and had to do a, a very quick cover-up and change. So some memories are not ones we want to remember. Some memories are ones we want to forget. But what memories do you value? Do we value? And what memories do we create a positive uh, sense of? What achievements do we have in the past that we fondly look back on? Well, today's hero is Joseph. And many of us will be aware of the standout moments of Joseph's life story. So what makes him a hero? Here's Shirley to read the passage from Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 22. It was by faith that Joseph, when he was about to die, said confidently that the people of Israel would leave Egypt. He even commanded them to take his bones with them when they left. Thanks Shirley. 
So when I am gone from this planet and people gather to pay their respects, I would be gutted if the only thing they shared about me was that disastrous night in Oliver. Yes, it's amusing. Yes, it's memorable. But I think the phrase, was that it, would probably be appropriate if that was all that was shared about my life. So why is Joseph a hero? Why is he included in this hall of faith? What episodes are there that we know about his life that point to his faith? Well, he received insight into dreams, God-given wisdom to interpret other people's dreams. He was prophetic in them. It was what got him to where he needed to be to help the whole nation. Surely there's some mention of that to celebrate him as a hero. Or he stood firm in really difficult situations. His brothers hated him. They almost killed him. They sold him into slavery and yet he still forgives them later in the story. Surely that makes him a hero of faith. He ended up in Potiphar's house where he was trusted and elevated into a position of, of, of great trust. Then in the face of huge temptation from Potiphar's wife, he fled from the temptation of sexual sin. And he refused to go against what he knew God would want. Surely that makes him a hero. But still then he gets falsely accused and thrown into prison. And still he follows God and he earns respect even in prison. Surely that gets a mention. Surely that's heroic. Nope, not a word of it. Maybe becoming the number two to Pharaoh, the second in the, in the whole of that, the known world at the time, serving God in a culture that was foreign to him and continuing to worship God. That's heroic. Nope. The only mention he gets in Hebrews as a hero is his dying words. It's what he says on his deathbed. No mention of all the rest. No mention of all those things that we might look at and go, well, that's heroic. Just the last things he said. And it's about where he needed to end up. Let's read the particular part of Genesis where Joseph's dying words are recorded. Take it away, Shirley. Genesis chapter 50, verses 22 to 26, the death of Joseph. So Joseph and his brothers and their families continued to live in Egypt. Joseph lived to the age of 110. He lived to see three generations of descendants of his son Ephraim, and he lived to see the birth of the children of Manasseh's son Maker, whom he claimed as his own. Soon I will die, Joseph told his brothers, but God will surely come to help you and lead you out of this land of Egypt. He will bring you back to the land he solemnly promised to give to Abraham, to Isaac and to Jacob. Then Joseph made the sons of Israel swear an oath, and he said, When God comes to help you and lead you back, you must take my bones with you. So Joseph died at the age of 110. The Egyptians embalmed him, and his body was placed in a coffin in Egypt. Thank you again. If anyone else wants to do a reading, I'm all, I'm all ears if you're listening to the idioms on Friday. It'd be great to have some more. Often, what we think of what is important in life, we need to ask, is it what God values? Is it important to God? And many things that we value as important may mean not a lot to the God of the universe. Isaiah chapter 55 and verses 8 to 9 say, 
My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. God's ways and God's memories of us are not necessarily what we think are important. Maybe we long for a promotion like Joseph, or maybe we're seeking a relationship to make everything complete. Maybe we think that actually having a child will be the thing that will complete us. God's ways and God's thoughts are so different to ours. I think that's often why we feel disappointed when our prayers seem to go unanswered. But we need to start trying to tune in to God's thoughts for our lives rather than our own. We need to ask God for his perspective on it all. And sometimes we only see that when we look backwards in hindsight. Joseph is commended as a hero of faith because he continues to stand on the promises given to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. He knew that Egypt wasn't where they were meant to be. He knew that that was just a passing place. Maybe at this point, the brothers and all their families and the descendants are all really happy where they are. Maybe they think, wow, this is great. But Joseph knew it wasn't where they were meant to be. Maybe there was plenty of provision in Egypt. Maybe the sights were good. The weather was great. Maybe they felt accepted and a real part of what was going on. They're settled and all right, thanks, mate. But it wasn't meant to be that way. God had promised Abraham a land of their own and this wasn't it. Are we settling for second best? Because if they'd have stayed there, the Israelites would have settled for second best. They would have settled for something that was meant to just be a passing phase. They would have settled for something that wasn't meant to be permanent. Joseph knew that they would come out of Egypt. Joseph knew because God had said where they should be. Joseph knew where he was going to end up. As a Christian today, I can say with faith and with certainty, I know where I'm going to end up. I know that my, my, my last place isn't going to be Barrow, but it's going to be God's kingdom in his heavenly glory. Where do we settle for second best in life? Where have we settled? Where have we stayed in a place that was meant to be a passing place? Joseph knew that they would come out of Egypt. What is faith? Being sure of what they hope for and being certain of what we do not see. That is Joseph. That's why he's in Hebrews 11, because he was certain he was coming out of Egypt, even when he was dead. Joseph says, when you leave, take my bones and bury them in that place. He knows this is just a passing place. When I look back on my life so far, other than my Oliver memories, I've passed through different places and different scenes. I've passed through Liverpool, where I lived for five years. I've passed through Aberystwyth, where I lived for one year to get to the promised land of Barrow. Yeah, indeed, the promised land of Barrow. I can see looking back how God's hand has led me sometimes through my obedience and also sometimes despite my mistakes. Ros often says I listened to God about the place, but not the person. What she means by that is I had three girlfriends from Barrow at different times before I started going out with Ros. But once I started going out with Ros, I was fairly certain that I knew what I hoped for. (laughs) We're not called to settle for second best. We're called to go and stand in the land that he promises. We're called to go and stand on his promises from generations past. Whatever we think that land is, God's ways are higher 
and his thoughts are higher than ours. They are far beyond anything you could ever imagine. When I think of that phrase, I always my mind always goes to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. And there's one scene in that film that is just my favourite where they go into the chocolate room, the first big room, and he sings that song, A Land of Pure Imagination. They step into that chocolate room and it is pure imagination. There's a chocolate river. Oh my word, that would be amazing, wouldn't it? Although Augustus Gloop didn't think so in the end. There was a, a sweets growing on trees. There was an edible flower. He even uses a daffodil as a teacup and has a drink out of it. Why? I was As a child, I was like, wow, I would love to go there because it was beyond anything I could imagine. God's ways are beyond even that. God's ways are beyond anything that we could ask or imagine. See the prayer to the Ephesians if you don't if you don't recognize that. Joseph is a hero of faith because he was sure of what was coming. He could see a time where Egypt wasn't the place they should be, that it was just a passing place, that it wasn't meant to be where they settled. It wasn't meant to be where they resided. He said, when God comes to help you and lead you back, you must take my bones with you. He didn't say if God comes to help you and lead you back or if you ever leave this place. He says when God comes to help you with certainty, he knows that they're not going to remain there. Maybe today we're stuck in, a, stuck in a passing place. Maybe today we're stuck in a place that we weren't meant to settle. Joseph's faith recognised that God will come to help you, that God will come to help you and he will lead you back to him. And that is the place we're meant to be in his presence. That's what faith is. Knowing that God will come, knowing that he will lead, knowing that his ways are higher and greater and beyond our present situation or even our imagination. As well as memories today, we need to think about our legacy. What are we passing on to our future families and future generations? What will we be remembered for? What will people say about us decades after our lives here? Well, Joseph said, when you are taken out, and in Exodus chapter 1 verse 8, it says, eventually a new king came to power in Egypt who knew nothing about Joseph or what he had done. People had forgotten that Joseph had been the one who had enabled them to survive. People had forgotten his legacy at this point. And so actually the, the Israelites became slaves in that place they'd settled. It seems a little bit damning, that phrase, doesn't it? But Joseph's story doesn't end here. We know that Moses leads the Israelites out of Egypt. We know that God's promise is true. We know that once they'd settled and become a place that, that once they'd settled in that place, it had become a place of punishment and restriction, not a place of freedom and life that God promises. Exodus chapter 13 verses 18 to 19 say this. So God led them in a roundabout way through the wilderness towards the Red Sea. Thus the Israelites left Egypt like an army ready for battle. Moses took the bones of Joseph with him, for Joseph had made the sons of Israel swear to do this. He said, God will certainly come to help you. When he does, you must take my bones with you from this place. The start of a long journey for Joseph's bones when they leave, Israel, when they leave Egypt for the promised land. And we know that they spent 40 years wandering around that, that desert. So in Joshua chapter 24 and verse 32, we see the culmination of this promise. The bones of Joseph, which the Israelites had brought along with them when they left Egypt, were buried in Shechem 
at the plot of land that Jacob had bought from the sons of Hamar for a hundred pieces of silver. This land was located in the territory allotted to the descendants of Joseph. Joseph ends up where he knew he was going, in that promised place. Joseph's legacy was his faithfulness. His heroic act was his faithfulness. He knew that he would not remain in Egypt. He knew that they would leave. He knew that what God promised, God will fulfill. And even in his death, his very bones spoke of God's faithfulness. That's why he was a hero. His legacy spoke of God's faithfulness because he remembered what God had said and promised and he knew where he was going to. We can know where we're going today. We can know that this is a passing place. This life isn't the be all and end all. It's not the ultimate destination. It's just that passing place till we live for eternity in God's presence. But that life can start right now. The song as they go into that chocolate room in Willy Wonka says, if you want to view paradise, simply look around and view it. We can see God's kingdom, paradise now on earth, even in the most difficult of times. We can see his presence at work. We can know that our bones will not remain buried and lifeless, but that Jesus said he will return and he will bring with that newness of life. What memories are we cherishing then? And what thoughts are we believing to be really important right now? Because God's way and God's thoughts are beyond ours. What legacy are we leaving for those that come after? Will they recognise God's promises in us and God's faithfulness to us even after we're gone? What seems important right now may not seem that important in the grand scheme of God's plan. Joseph was sure of what was coming. I today am sure that Jesus will return. Everything else he said was fulfilled, so why not that? Because we're now waiting for that day when he will come to rule and to restore. Let's treasure our memories. Let's look back with fondness, but let's treasure even more the future that we have with Jesus. Let's look towards building a legacy because as, it, as we know, it will be beyond our wildest dreams because it's beyond our imagination. His thoughts and his ways are beyond what we could ever imagine. Joseph was a hero because he was faithful, not because of all the other stuff, but he was a hero because he knew that he wasn't meant to be where he was, that he was going to end up in a different place. Today we know we will end up with Jesus in his presence. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for Joseph and I thank you for all the things we can learn about his life. And I thank you for the fact that he resisted temptation, that he was steadfast and sure, that he still loved and forgave his brothers. But Father, this morning, I thank you that he wasn't restricted by that past. He wasn't defined by that past. But actually, even after his death, his bones continued to cry out about the faithfulness of God. Father, your goodness runs after us. Your love pursues us. This morning, may we know your presence with us. May we know the certainty that you are not leaving us stuck here. Father, I pray for any that are stuck here in a passing place or people who have chosen to settle. Father, let us move towards you because Joseph said that you will come and help and draw us back to the right way. So Father, I pray today that we will know the plans you have for us, that we will see the glimpses of the pathway ahead. 
And Father, that we will build our lives for the future with a legacy of faithfulness to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us again this Sunday. I hope you're enjoying everything that's going on. Um, we're going to do a quiz next Friday night at 8 o'clock on Zoom. If you want to know the code for that, please message us and uh, bring your brains. It's just going to be simple. Um, don't cheat. You're not allowed to invite Mr. Google into the room with you. Uh, we'd need some more testimonies and tunes for Facebook. So if you've got a little thought you can write down, please contact us to let us know that you're willing to do that and we can give you some help. Uh, but otherwise, have a great bank holiday weekend. Have a great Monday and we'll see you through the week. Zoom tonight worship if you can join us and uh, have a blessed one. See you now.